Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. And, and it was interesting that the song leader for today, Brother Patrick, said, he said, I was down, but he said, I'm back. And, you know, uh, so I told my wife, I went over to my wife, and she was playing, but not singing. And I said, that's what I'm preaching. Say, well, did he know that? No. But God knows. It's one service. There's one spirit of God. So God kind of lets you go through things. And then he said, preacher, what are you preaching on Sunday? What are you going through? <laughs> that's probably what I'm preaching. Amen. So, unfortunately, it's probably what I'm going through, too. So. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Using the first part of uh, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Brother Patrick Junor, would you ask the Lord's blessing, sir? Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we're coming for this morning. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you because we have for sure. You've got a mighty and God of power. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who don't cross the counter. So we can have life and have life more abundantly. I thank you for everyone that's making sacrifice this morning. I pray a special blessing for this congregation. Lord, I pray. I like the one servant that's about to bring your word. Okay, touch your heart to God. We thank you this morning right now for your goodness. Thank you for your words that you go for right now. We give you praise. And this is my prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. A man went to a doctor and he said, Doctor, my trampoline is grievously sick. What should I do? The doctor said, no problem. I'm sure it'll bounce back. <laughs> do you know why ants are so resilient? Ants never get sick. Do you know why? Because they're made of antibodies. <sighs> <laughs> With the help of the Lord this morning, God can't help my jokes, but with the help of the Lord this morning, you know, it does you well to laugh. You know, if you try to, if you try to, you know, if you're down, go look at yourself in the mirror, man. You can scare the devil away, I guess. But you know what? We, we, God made us, you know, it takes less physiologically, less muscles to smile than it does to frown because God's showing us something that it takes less energy to be joyful, less energy to be grateful, less energy to be thankful than to be down and out. A merry heart, the Bible says, do it good like a medicine. But you know there's more to the scripture? But a broken spirit drieth the bone. Say, well, that's not medically sound. It absolutely is. If you're down and out spiritually, mentally, emotionally, it can make you more susceptible and your immune system can get lowered, is susceptible to sicknesses, susceptible to problems in your body. So brethren, it makes good sense 
to have the joy of the Lord. There was a man named Nehemiah that made a statement. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. You don't have to go buy that at the GNC. You can get the joy of the Lord anywhere that you are. The Bible declares that a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message that uh, the song leader alluded to. And I want to preach on the thought of a message, believers bounce. Believers bounce. There's something about the Word of God, and I was reading it this morning, and I came across a just man falleth seven times. You know, some people would say that, right, People sin every day, and you know, and that's not what it's talking about. You know, just falling down doesn't mean that you sin. So a preacher, prove it. What kind of man is the Bible talking about? A righteous man. Now, a righteous man isn't going to keep sinning. It's talking about a just man, a just woman, a man that knows God, a man that walks according to the will of God, a woman that says, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. But brethren... <laughs> As it so happens, there are times that we fall. And I'm not talking about falling into sin, but I'm talking about maybe falling into sickness, maybe falling into a challenge financially. Have you ever fallen into a challenge financially? Have you ever fallen into a challenge, uh, like in a a mental challenge? But the Bible says that uh, falling is part of a just man's life. It's just part of it. I remember my wife and I were on a a staycation. This is a recent illustration. In my car, it was not Christmas. Well, thank God. You know, Christmas lights means the cops are after you, right? And uh, it wasn't cops, but all these lights on my dashboard came up. What does that mean? Check engine light, uh, brake. What is it? The brake light, all kinds of lights. That means cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. It's like... The opposite of, you know, hitting the, you know, the, the one-armed bandit. It's, the, it's like three lemons is what you got, right? So you know that you're going to spend some money on your car. And so I fell. <laughs> we were on vacation in St. Augustine, and I just like sit there, and I'm like, man, I am not happy about this. <laughs> and I couldn't do anything about it. My wife's like, let's go to AutoZone, honey. Checked AutoZone. Closed in like two minutes. Or we were, off. and she goes, I said, Preacher, what did you do? Well, I knew that if I went to AutoZone, I'd have to spend basically all my money just to get the parts, <laughs> even if that was the problem. And I didn't even know what the problem was. So I went to AutoZone the next day. They told me it was a different problem. And I'm like, man. And, uh, you know, there came a time, though, where I just got the mighty debit card out, right? And I just, I just like, hit me. So I put it in there, and I got the stuff that I thought was the problem because the, the little thing didn't help me to tell you what the engine died. And I just spent it. And, but I, I told my wife, and it, you know, when you spend all your money, then you don't have to really worry about buying stuff, right? It just limits your options. You know, have you ever done that? It's like, spend all my money. Let's just stay home and read a book, right? It takes a lot of worries. I preach that's bad. It can be bad if you let it be bad. But there came a time where I'm like, you know what, God? 
I might as well bounce. I might as well just let the Spirit of God come into this situation and I might do what I can do, but let God do what you can do. You see, there comes a time when you need to say, God, you are God. And I'm just going to go through this, but I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil, for thou art with me. God said he would go with you. But the Bible says that we need to also go with God. When I get ready to cross the street, I just put my hand out. You mean for a dollar? No, not that kind of hand out. I put my hand out. I have an eight-year-old daughter. She knows. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to get her attention. When we get ready to go across the danger zone, I just put my hand out. My daughter who's next to me, she puts her hand out and holds my hand. I don't have to say anything, but she knows that her father, she's going to get to the safety of the other side of the street. All she's got to do is hold on to the hand of the one that's going to get her there. Brethren, when we fall, let's hold on to the hand of Jesus because believers bounce first you got to learn to bounce you need to teach her you remember now I remember uh, teaching my daughter well I didn't do a very good job but when kids learn to bounce a basketball there's something about a basketball you throw it down at the ground and it comes back up and you need to get ready to catch that thing and basically it's a controlled catch right you're not holding on to it, but you're just kind of making the movement go. And it reminded me of this message. The basketball, it's inherent in the basketball's nature that it bounces when it hits the ground. And you have to be ready for that bounce. And you know what? When you become a Christian, you get some bounce in you. And it's truly because of the nature of the person doing the bouncing. The Bible said that when Peter, when he was preaching in Acts chapter 2, he said him, speaking of Jesus, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. See, the cross was God's master plan. The cross was determined before the world was founded. God had a plan. Many people are talking about who's going to run for president and they're taking all these polls and different things. Let me tell you, uh, that's important, but what's really important is God's plan. God, before America was even founded, he had a plan. And you know what? I think I'd rather trust in God than trust in man. The Bible said, let God be true. And every man a liar. You know, I'm thankful that there's a real truth. I was talking to some people the other day and I said, you know, when the Holy Ghost speaks to your life, there's just this like ring of truth. Has someone ever told you something and you're like, man, they said it all right, but it just doesn't have that ring of truth. They sound like a used car salesman. You ever seen a used car salesman? They have this big smile right below their nose. They're smiling. But look at their eyes. And they're not smiling. You ever see someone that, and they got mean eyes and a big smile? It's like a used car salesman. When the Spirit of God touches your heart, brethren, it's just something in you like, man, that's right. And I, I remember when I got saved, I used to, you know, when people would share something, some preacher would say something across the pulpit, and I'd be like, amen. Why? Because it just the Spirit of God hits your heart, and you're like, that's right. And that's what amen means. So be it, God. That's the way that it is. Well, Peter was preaching and he said, 
Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. But like whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death. I like this. Because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. What was Peter saying? Man, that Jesus came down. He came down from heaven. He came down and was born in a feeding trough. They took him down from the cross. Jesus kept going down. They put him down into a grave, but just temporarily. Then his soul and his soul went down, down, down into a place called hell. But the Bible said, the psalmist said, thou shalt not leave my soul in hell. No suffer thy holy one to see corruption. And the Bible says that death, after Jesus had paid our sin, for our sins, not for his own, that Jesus was going to rise up because death could not hold him. So eventually Jesus went down all the way to the bottom. But then he began to start his movements on the way up. And he bounced out of that tomb. And then he bounced back into the believer's life. He caused Peter to bounce back into the will of God. And he caused Paul to bounce up out after he had been stoned to death. And brethren, when Jesus comes back into our lives, he causes us to bounce back. You know, if you're going down, don't stop the story there. If you hit the ground, you're halfway to a miracle. As a preacher, what do you mean? If you need a miracle, don't you know that first of all, you need a problem? If you need a miracle, first of all, you need some blindness. First of all, you need some lameness. First of all, you need an issue of blood. But you say, preacher, I've hit rock bottom. That's okay as long as you hit the rock of ages. You see, if you hit the rock of ages, the Bible said that he'll do something for you. He'll change who you are. The Bible said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, if any teenager be in Christ, this is what the believer's bounce is. He's a new creature. She's a new creature. You know, I became a Christian. I was just telling some, it never gets old to share about what happens when you became a Christian. That's your story. I said, you know, I went back to my barracks room and I cleaned it out morally. (laughs) I didn't just clean it out. It was clean physically. The Marines are good at keeping things clean physically. Your uniforms are all in line and your your sleeves over. My wife's like, right, he's still like that, right? Not a Marine, but just too clean, right? Overdone, right? I'm with you. I believe it. I mean, get some therapy, right? Like, maybe have like a coffee or something. Coffee therapy. So, everyone's talking about therapy. Therapy's all right. Therapy's a blessing. But you know what? Honestly, you just need someone to talk to. That's what a therapist is. And, uh, you know, whether you get that therapy from talking to a friend or a pastor or the Lord, you know, prayer is like therapy. Because you talk to Jesus. And Jesus can work things out in your heart. Jesus knows what the real issue is. I'm thankful that God knows what the real problem is. This man went to a doctor. I told this recently. But he said, doctor, every time I touch my chest, it hurts. And every time I touch my arm, it hurts. And every time I touch my left knee, it hurts so bad. What's going on, doctor? The doctor said, I know what your problem is. The man said, what? He said, you broke your finger. 
You know that when you come to Jesus Christ, He knows what the real problem is. The Bible says that He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. The Bible said, behold, all things are become new. And I like one more thing. He said, all things are of God. When believers begin to bounce back up, we realize that, you know what? This life is full of, this life is full of trials, troubles, tribulations, hard times. But you know what? Hard times can be good times when we bounce off of those problems with the grace and the Spirit of God. You see, a basketball doesn't bounce unless one thing happens. Have you ever taken a basketball like out of your closet? Haven't used it for a while. You can feel it's kind of spongy. And you bounce it, and you know what happens? It just kind of stays on the ground and sticks there, right? You ever felt like that? You know, you just hit the ground and just stayed right there? It's like, man, I'm just down on the ground. You see a basketball. In order for a basketball to bounce, it needs to be filled with air. It needs to be filled so that it's tight. And you know what? It's the same thing spiritually with a Christian. You see, Christians bounce because we are filled with the Spirit of God. You know that when Peter rose up on the day of Pentecost, people were mocking Christians. They said, oh, they're just full of new wine. They're a bunch of drunks. And Peter rose up. What Peter was no longer ashamed of what Jesus was doing. He said, these men are not drunken as you suppose. He said, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. He said, the Holy Spirit has been poured out. You know what? If you're not bouncing, you know what needs to happen is, say, preacher, but I want an easier life. God doesn't give us an easier life. He gives us a stronger back. God gives us more bounce. That Spirit of God comes into your life and when you hit the ground what do you do it's inherent in our nature that when a Christian hits the ground they bounce back up why because the Spirit of God lifts you up you know the Spirit of God won't let you stay down when God wanted to speak to Ezekiel it said he grabbed him by a forelock right and what do he do he lifted him up you know people talk about being slain in the Spirit That's not what the Spirit of God does. The Spirit of God won't knock you down. The Spirit raised up Jesus. The Spirit lifted up Ezekiel. Uh, The Spirit lifted up John the Revelator to give him a revelation. If God wants to do something, he's not going to leave you down. He's going to lift you up. And all we've got to do is get the Spirit of God into our lives. And that nature of the Spirit of God, we can be bounced every day on the ground. You know what? The, uh, The harder that you bounce... I remember when I got a super bouncer. They used to be 10 cents. You know how many super bouncers I've purchased in my life? Many. Many. And it's easy to get 10 cents from your mom, right? It's not even a quarter, mom. Come on, 10 cents, right? You get that 10 cents, you get it and you crank that little thing and get that super bouncer. And I've bought many super bouncers in my life, um, but I don't own any right now. What happens with the super bouncer? Well, the super bouncer, it's very, uh, uh, very bouncy, very uh, uh, spongy uh, rubber, very tightly round though. And so when you bounce it on the ground, it bounces back. But not only does it bounce back, 
it bounces at odd angles. So if you don't bounce it directly down, it's going to bounce out there. And uh, as, a, as a young kid, you start to get more excited about this. And you're like, I wonder how high this thing's going to go. Well, it doesn't just go high. But it'll go out in an angle. You can probably clear it across the road if you're a little kid. You hit that thing and it goes boing. That's why I don't have any super bouncers anymore. But you see, in the life of a Christian, it's the same way as a preacher. But what if the devil, what if he allows me to, uh, to get hit on the ground? Or what if God allows me to go through something? Brethren, the harder that you go down, the higher that you'll go up. But Jesus came up. The Bible said he even gave gifts unto men. But he didn't stop here at the earth. The Bible said that Jesus was received up into the clouds in the sky and he said one day I'm going to call my church and they're going to meet me in the clouds in the air and there the Bible says forever we shall be with the Lord he said I'm going to take you up why because God makes us different the Bible says I like this Paul said I don't like this but this is true We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You ever been down before? Say, preacher, I'm down. Have you ever watched boxing? Just because someone's down doesn't mean that they're out. When they're down, the fight's not over. The ref comes over. You know what the ref does? He looks at at the person on the ground, and he begins to count, right? One, two three, four, and that boxer on the ground, brethren, it happens in a lot of fights. That boxer kind of shakes themselves, and he said, you know what? I'm down. I got my bell rung, but you know what? I'm not out, and they stagger back up and get back up, and the ref clears them and said, okay, fight, but you know the same things happen in a Christian's life. You get down, you get disoriented, you look around, but you say, man, what am I supposed to do? Man, you get down, get back up. And the crowd said, get back up and get back up. And the Bible said, fight the good fight of faith. Timothy, get back up. I know your tears. I know that you've gotten knocked down. But you know what? I like what Brother Melion said. He said, I'm back. You know, that there's times when we get down. There's times when we feel down. But we, like a super bouncer, if we're full of the Spirit of God, we're going to bounce higher with the trial. We're going to bounce higher with the strength of Jesus Christ. Moving our life with heads bowed and eyes closed. My wife comes to the piano. You know that God is going to do something in that adversity what gift is God going to give me he's going to give you the gift of adversity that what he took you through he can take you through again so preacher but my car broke down what he took you through he can take you through again but my relationship broke down what he took you through he can take you through again it's time for us to bounce it's time for us to say I need something to make me bounce in this adversity his name is Jesus And the spirit of God that Jesus will give you will get you to bounce. You won't stay down. You'll go up. You see, the wicked fall into mischief and they just hit the ground and they stay there. They stay there whether they hit the ground in life or they hit the ground in death. But believers don't stay. We don't stay down. Someone who was my pastor some years ago, he said, I'm never down. He said, I'm either up or I'm getting up. I'm never down. I'm either up or I'm getting up. You know, that's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to live it. 
and know that God say, preacher, today I feel down. Well, you know what? We all do. And we all go through things. Just men and just women. We face things in our lives. But we get back up again. And just like Jesus rose from the dead, we learn to bounce. Say, well, preacher, that's impossible. Yes, with man. It's impossible. But with God. You see, Christians live an impossible life because we have Jesus in our life. It seems impossible, but people look at the Christian life and say, man, you should be down. Didn't you go through this? Yes, but God's going through me and I'm bouncing all the way down the road like a super bouncer. And every time I hit the ground, I just bounce right back up and serve God one more time. Just like that, I don't know if you've ever had that uh, boxing dummy. It's filled, it has a weight on the bottom and it's filled up with air and you hit it, boom, and it, it, it looks like a bowling pin. And you hit it and it goes back, but then it just comes right back up. Boom. And you hit it and it comes back and it goes right back up. Why? Because the weight is at the bottom. You know, Jesus Christ is keeping us secure. He's the anchor of our soul. And whatever we face, God's just going to be our anchor. We're just going to pop right back up on that rock, Jesus Christ. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, God, Lord, remind us, believers, bounce. And whatever you're going through, brethren, you don't have to stay down. God will get you to bounce back up because of who he is in you. Let's find a place to pray. Father, I preach your word. God, I pray that you make us to bounce. God, make us to bounce. God, don't leave us. Don't forsake us. And God's like, you know what? I'm not going to forsake my word. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. God will stay with you. And preachers, like, what is this bouncing that you're talking about? It's having the life of Jesus in you. Because you see, you can't keep God down. And they say you can't keep a good man down. Well, it's more true that you can't keep a God man down. You can't keep a God woman down. Because Jesus bounces. And believers
time. Amen, God. You are the amen. Lord, you make all things possible. Just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Why? Brethren, why not? <laughs> because getting up and being up is better than staying down. And may God's grace allow us to bounce again. Bounce back into his grace. Bounce back into his will. Bounce back into his joy. Bounce back with the power of the Spirit of God. Bounce back into the Word of God. Bounce back into His will. Believers, bounce. God bless you as our prayer. We're going to dismiss. We have service at 6. We got Bible study at 7.30 on Tuesday. If you'd like to come soul winning, we go soul winning right before that at 6.30 on Tuesday. Brother Belez, would you dismiss us in prayer? And my neighbor made a bunch of goodies. And Sister Ruth bought, brought a bunch of goodies. So I'm going to ask also Brother Velez to pray for the food. And uh, consider yourself dismissed. If you'd like to have some food, there's all kinds of goodies. There's sweets. So just giving you a heads up. And uh, at this time, believers bounce. Believers bounce. That's just what we do. Because that's who Christ is. We believe in him. Brother, would you ask the Lord's blessing and pray for the food.